about the shit they got and what they do on the block. Some of them lie about the guns they pop, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. It's how it is for me, cause I live a boss's life. So many niggas wanna play, but still got dues to pay. Some of them gotta beg a bitch to stay, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. It's how it is for me, cause I live a boss's life. Now this is for the B's and the C's and the B's and the H's and the G's. Putting working overseas at ease with the doggy and smoke some weed. Fuck it if my nigga detoxing is more for me. Maybe this is presidential. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good dinner. Lena. Whatever it is that you listen to this nut, this just amazing. It beats like these that will always make me West Coast is more top tier I would say that I would say that we kind of just Our beat selection is way more melodic West Coast South, we got a little Floating across this bitch this whole time Just talking Just talking Man, I'm nothing like you Got the kind of swagger that you ain't used to Leaning in my ride, throw flip, cock bagging Me, I'm riding by you on the corner block slagging yeah, I think our, our our West Coast sound is way more melodic. It's it's more way more peaceful for the soul. Even though we was we had our aggressive stuff, even the gangster stuff can be smooth <coughs> and ride real nice. Whereas the the gangster shit from the East Coast was real like y'all angry. Y'all some angry little people out there. I think one, it was angry, but I think I, I feel like we've done a good thing at like at any, I guess, fluctuation in our music, whether it is like, you know, G Funk or the jerk era or whatever, like maintaining like our sound or just creating like, you know, you pull a Kendrick and just like you're just a rapping ass nigga or whatever. Like I think that might have been like at least at one point like was a critique about kinda the New York and East Coast sound, like it had become such a what's popular sound. Like, you know, when it was like, and I want to say it was like ASAP Mob kind of interviews when they were like coming up on the rise. It was like our influences have been Southern artists. So, mm-hmm. like, we not really boom, bat, boom, bow, surprise. Like, that shit's not, like, you know, we not, uh... yeah, dig is not really. But I mean, also, I kind of feel like that might be just like a, as a whole, like maybe on that end, just not exactly. Having much connection to like the OGs Cause even though it is Snoop You can't really be a West Coast artist In like a big capacity And not have had some Snoop interactions Cause Snoop just stays on a song Even if you fucking around like you know Game is attack, You know is an older old Elder statesman now Him and Snoop are niggas who like kind of keep themselves in the, So you're gonna have a connection to West Coast shit and if you like really hit a fucking move, you mess around and get a little bit of Dre sprinkled on you. Like it's a connection to I think West Coast history as far as hip hop. Sometimes I feel like you know some niggas in other areas kind of got ah, fuck it. Like you see niggas like from like say I don't know Houston, they're gonna have a song somewhere in their like discography as they're coming up. Like Bum B is gonna pop up somewhere. Mm-hmm. You might have like a Slim Thug song or some shit. If you're from I don't fucking know. Certain areas like in the south or Atlanta You're gonna like run into WAP You're gonna have like some connection to You know your elder statesmen I don't know if that's a thing in New York I feel like a lot of New York niggas might just 
kind of what's popping now. I think they do, but I think they they are way more segregated. Yeah, like we can have Snoop, Long Beach, Dre, you know, Compton, Ice Cube, South Central, Game. Like you know where everybody's from, but they all are still we are West Coast. Whereas on the East Coast, it's like oh these we Queens niggas, we Harlem niggas, we we from this borough, we from this area. Harlem niggas may not fuck with it, with the Queens niggas as much. So, like, we respect you on some this New York love type shit, but we don't really bump that on this side of the, of the island or whatever the case is, which is like, mm. Yeah, like, if I'm from New York and I'm a New York rapper and I, like, you know, if you, but, you know, that, that like you said, it depends on the culture because, like, you don't see a lot of, like, how you might say, like, you would you can find the Kendrick or whoever song and, like, Snoop might fuck around on it, but you'd be, like, surprised to see, like, insert New York nigga and then, you know, Nas is on this song or fucking Meth is on this song or fucking, you know, whoever's like, you know, like, yeah, or 50. Like, oh, these are like really New York niggas. Right. Okay, now we like this is like a New York song. Like you're a New York or, you know, anybody from the locks or some shit like that. Like those type of things you'd be like, but, you know, the niggas might be looking for a hit. And then they talk about the New York sound. It's like there was a moment where it was like up and down. So them niggas is like was popping in Southern shit. So I'm going to do some Southern rapping shit. But, you know, if you want, like, a New York-esque Easty vibe, you might not catch that. Yeah. And and it also depends. There's, like, a rites of passage to a degree with them. Like, say, for instance, uh, Griselda. Fucking godsend, yo. <laughs> they in New York, but we Buffalo, New York, niggas. It's not... This ain't the the reasons that you're used to hearing. We're from mm-hmm. a different region, so it took a while for people to really embrace them. Like, uh, I guess, or say when it came to like Redman or Budden or like y'all New Jersey dudes, y'all ain't really New York people like that. So, uh, do we really give y'all this love and support? Shout out to Kenny coming in, like he from the East Coast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoever shirt you're talking about, thanks. He must be talking about yours. Yeah, but you got Master Roshi on your shirt. I do got Master Roshi. Master Roshi's fucking dope, yo. Yes. New York eats itself. That's a good point. That is. That's a good point. That's kind of what I was going to say. Like, New York, to a degree, because they have so much infighting or separation, they kind of have priced themselves out of the game in some in some, in some way, like. You guys have, oh, we, New York rap is dead or this, that, and the other. They had an era where, like, it was debatable as far as New York's influence on the game. It's like, yeah, but y'all kind of did that to yourselves with the infighting and the separation and things of that nature. Whereas over here, it's a little different. Even if you brought up Kendrick, but even with, say, TDE, Gang. they're all from different, like, this nigga's from Hoover. This nigga's from the PJs. Yeah. This nigga's from Compton. It's not like we all came from the same area. It's always been a collection of different people from different areas coming together or different gangs <coughs> or whatever the concept is. We come together to be able to make our solidified stance when it comes to the coast. I think... Hang on. Niggas hated 50 Cent, but shun Joey Badass. That's a good point. But I think, like, that's the thing with, like, um, at least it sounds, at least it seems, like, when you would hear, like, New York rap, you would hear, like, a Joey Badass who can't rap his ass off, but you might not go, because, you know, for, to be, I feel like, a successful, well, I guess it depends on who you talk to, but, like, 
to be super successful, like you need to be able to give the rapidly rap shit, but you got to be able to, you know, drop a hit. Like you can, you know, some of the shit you should have in your catalog should make you want to, oh shit, I can drive to this. I might want to, you know, like play this shit. I just want to play this shit outside of, you know, just having a ribbity rap rap song. Like that'd be my critique of anybody critique of say like an Eminem. There's nobody on planet earth that can say the man can't rap, but it's like, how often you really play this shit, my nigga? Unless you're in a bars mood. Like when his last album dropped, I was like, I want to hear bars. And that's how I grade his music. But if you play this shit at the anything else, cut it off. And I think that might be sometimes a phase that I think New York went went through. Because like, yeah, if you, you know, it's, you know, all these niggas sound like they like, you know, could go on smack and kill. But I'm not finna play this when right. I want the Buddha ass Like unless it's Ferg and them And them niggas sound like Or sounding like You know Everywhere else That was one of their critiques In the beginning Like y'all niggas sound like Nigga what well, that's the sound Them niggas is jumping Like right. if I want to play Some goddamn anybody From down there They're gonna rap They're gonna rap their asses off But they also gonna play Some shit that I can Sock a nigga to Fuck a bitch to Ride my car to Sell some drugs to Like it's a really All purpose song here We up here making shit that only makes you want to sell bricks in the in fucking below zero weather, and that that's just I'm not in that mood all the time. I think we have to pay attention to like I'll I'll, I'll be fair and say all music is outside music, but where outside are we going? Because they have places that can and will play Eminem at like, but it's it's like a, a small bar or something. It's not gonna be a a club that's mm-hmm. it's late as night. They packed out the line. They coming in here to dance and get sweaty. And you, the dudes, is going to the club to jump up on something. Like, Eminem's not getting played in that club. But he'll get played in a smaller hip-hop club where people are actually may have a b-boy circle or whatever the case is. Or a small bar that's full of predominantly white but a mixed crowd of some people somewhere. And they nostalgically want to vibe to a certain song so they'll sing it. But where outside are we if we're going to say that this is something that could be played, because it's the same when it comes to the to the rapidy rap rap rap, like depending on the type of club that you go to, they'll play somebody who you can see in the smack cipher. Are those plays gonna get on the radio? No, ain't gonna be mm-hmm. no clues bombs for that. Like they they not playing that on the radio because you ain't. Oh, the you radio ain't got is it. trash. Radio is trash, but New York still holds on to the radio culture when it comes to to music they'll still play singles and stuff and people still kind of listen to new york radio out there it used to be such a time that like which i don't know why like if i'm i mean i know it's like money and like who's paying to circulate records but it's like yeah radio used to be the place that you go to to break a record like right. if this shit you had to go here for the new hits now it's like shit y'all niggas been playing the same song for a year right but but even with that if you think of Think of the culture of that, right? So, like, if you're outside, where are you outside will depend on what the worth is of this situation. Mm -hmm. Coming to L.A. to be on the radio is a different experience than in its heyday going to, you know, Funkmaster Flex radio show Mm -hmm. to promote your song. Because, you know, if it's Sway or Flex, you're going to have to freestyle. That's part of the culture of being here and exposing yourself on radio. You got to spit some bars before you leave here because we have to solidify you as somebody that can actually do this. Who's that out here? The Leakers? The L.A. Leakers? Yeah, they do that. We've always had the L.A. Leakers do that. But it was more so just like to let you, like you can showcase yourself. People learned over time like, oh, this can actually bring more people to me because people want to hear bars. But it wasn't a necessity. 
Yeah. Like in New York, it's a necessity. Whatever radio station you go to, you most likely gonna have to spit something trying to break yourself during that time. And that was also like a premiere. Like, okay, you're going to come in. You're going to be here for a minute. You're going to talk about whatever. We're going to premiere a song. You're going to come back. You're going to spit. Everybody in the group damn near going to have to spit some freestyles. And we're going to literally put 30 minutes of airtime here for y'all to like have a cipher. Then we're going to play some more music. Depending on how big you are, we may play the whole album on the airways. Like we didn't, we didn't get that out here. No. The freestyle aspect was <clears throat> a part of it for L.A. Leakers. But other than that, nobody was really coming to L.A. to cipher or spit. You were coming to L.A. to be seen as a dope-ass person. Yeah, see, that's the thing where it gets, like, kind of can, well, not, not confusing or just people have to, you know, wait on, you do whatever the fuck you want. But when these conversations come up about, like, hip-hop and about who's this to that, and it's like, man, how are we judging this? Because... If the conversation hip hop wise is about like who can rap, then goddamn it, as much as I make the jokes, you have to put M in that conversation. If you're talking about who makes the best songs, then you're in a different space. But then that, you know, are we including rapping ability? Because some of these people, and then, you know, some of you niggas like, you know, which is really weird if you like just kind of into the craft and the art of hip hop, it's like motherfuckers pretend like if you're not Hove. Or Wayne, I can just walk in there and do it. You're not an artist. It's like, nah, man. The best niggas have a pen and right. they take their time and they write these amazing fucking raps and they go in there and say it. Now, if you, I don't feel like you need to be Jay Z and just come off the top. I think everybody kind of, I think that might have almost had a negative effect because I feel like every nigga wants to go in there and just it was just off the top of the dome. But you ain't really said shit. Take you can get a pen and write some cool shit down. Like I get it, you went in there and you rhymed, and you really just said a bunch of shit that rhymed. It didn't make any fucking sense, but it was it sounded cool, and it sounds even more amazing when it's in the confines that oh you're freestyling. That's a whole different set of rules. Right. But if I want you to make a good song, Can bitch, you? get a pen, <laughs> write it, take sit down, listen to the beat. Let it like yeah, look, come on, man. Let's let's get a creative process going here. Like, you can't. But, but that's important because you got to pay attention to. All right, how do I want to be judged? On what parameters do I want my value to be placed on? Because if I'm if I'm a freestyle battle rapper, it's cool. I get to be judged over here, but nobody that's on Smack has had a successful run at trying to put a single out. Everybody that we used to see on Freestyle Friday when we was younger on 106 and Park, they didn't really put out successful music, but we know that they knew how to spit. Jen and, and Blind Fury can still spit to this day, but they have never had a successful song. But then you also can look at other people that have had successful songs, but they suck when it comes to spitting bars. Or even somebody like a, a, a Drake or whatever. Like, I'm good at presenting these. I'm good at performing these. But I'm not necessarily the greatest when it comes to writing my own. Do you want to be considered that type of person that 100% writes their own content? Like, what are the parameters that I'm being judged on so that I understand how I need to place myself in this bracket of worth, so to speak? I mean, if you put, like... See, that gets all types of confusing. Because then you have, like... What are the subcategories of like worth in just hip hop? You apply that shit to people, man. Y'all in some, y'all in some wild shit. Yes, yes. That, oh, yeah. That. You just, no, 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 no. That that is for you. Oh, 
Oh yeah, it's, it's on. I'm letting you know that it's placed there in the house for you, so Boom. you can adjust it how you need to. Look at that clock and shit. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have had that like cued up. I didn't know she was going to. I didn't know she came in. You guys are already already in this voice, like down here. Oh no, no, you guys. Do you gotta wipe the camera off? I don't like how it's got y'all looking right now. I'm not feeling that. I don't know. Doesn't always look that way. Pixelated. That just might be a connection thing. I that might be because it ain't normally like that. But it's like, what y'all, what y'all doing over there? I don't like, I don't like that. Oh, I think that yeah, that might okay. be. Uh, so hopefully it'll, it'll. You know, is that cra- better? You know what's crazy? What I do enjoy, like this is one of my favorite things about the pandemic. I know that's like a probably for like a, most people a short list, but like you be looking at shit that's on like uh you know fucking. I don't know ESPN Your local fucking news Or whatever And they should be looking trash And I'm like Oh yeah man I'm in competition With the billionaires now baby Cause everybody at home Y'all ain't got no choice Look at the fuck about Them giant cameras in studio nigga Cause all y'all got to do this I saw some shit I was at the gym yesterday They was interviewing Jared Leto And that shit looked like He was on a motherfucking Samsung uh, That nigga was on a Motorola Razor And I was like Oh yeah I'm I'm in competition With y'all niggas now It ain't it's me and fucking NBC, pussy. Like, <laughs> fuck you guys. The good news. That, that, that has. And, and everybody in the world, we all on the same page. That like, has been a benefit of the pandemic of people being able to, like, oh, I can do this without having all the high tech stuff. If nothing else, I could just get a basic ass camera and a stand and make it work. Oh, yeah, man. That Gucci suit don't mean shit when you sit in the uh, fucking Absolutely like, living room not. and you got, and that shit get like hella pixelated. Oh, yeah, we the same nigga, bro. Like, yeah. fuck y'all. Like you got real dressed up to look real pretty on camera, but guess what? That's how you look on camera. And that's and how they. Oh yeah, that's how they sound too. Yes. So it makes you feel good. I'm officially in competition y'all, y'all, with everybody. I want. Uh, why is it? Well, I guess because it's three of us. So. Oh yeah, why is it like looking like that? Why they got a sh- like two siblings fighting for an armrest <laughs> in the car? Because I know I can shift this. Sh- oh, we can shift this way. <clears throat> So how do I make it oh, y'all? that's how y'all do it. Uh, I know what I was doing. Because I'm a fucking... Uh, I'm that nigga. Yeah, man. A whole you know, producer. I just know how to take a button. video footage. Accidentally. Yep. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. How are you? Um. Um. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> we a week into the new God year and you damn. going, oh, <laughs> you need a hug, baby? I'm a little tired. I'm a little tired. No, but I've been good. Okay. I've been good. I've actually been real good. Okay. Just, ma- just making sure. Just yeah, making sure. Right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Nice to see you. Second year in a row. I got to see you guys quick, too. It's early. Really early. go butter in my it's biscuit. Don't you do that to me. Don't you butter my it's biscuit. It's been eight baby. days. <laughs> Fun times. Very honored. But you guys, you guys came in at a, at a good time. Uh, granted, it was based musically, which is something oh, that good. you can definitely uh, attribute to. But for oh. the most part of understanding the parameters of your worth, like how do I measure my worth within, say, music or anything else? How, what parameters am I using to show what my actual worth is or what it's going to be or how I'm pricing myself or what I need to go through in order to show my worth? Mm. I feel that. That's, that's deep. I feel a couple of different things because my mind takes me to how much am I am I charging people for my time? How mm-hmm. much am I charging for, you know, features or um, anything? But so there's that kind of worth. But then also the things that I do 
to prove my worth, I guess, to other people. Because I've also had to work on that um, for myself. So it took me in two directions. I haven't fully processed the question. It's yet. all right. Take your time. <laughs> pick, pick, pick a direction. You got time to go in both. But I'll say, even with you mentioning that, mm-hmm. over here I may have to price myself and charge this for this service. Over here I got to charge a different price or have a different worth for this. So when we talk about self worth, I got to have a list of prices, like a restaurant, based on what you choosing from me will give you a list of what it is that I have to charge you for or what I think that it's worth in order for you to try it. I can't just come in with one particular price. Can you touch back on the question again? Sorry. <laughs> just really quick. Just because I want to see if I, I like have the, the full answer. You do. I like that she raised her hand. Excuse me. Can you repeat the question, please? No, for real. But as, as far as uh, understanding your worth, what are the parameters that I'm using to show my worth or what are the parameters that I have to use to dictate how I'm going to show my worth or prove my worth or dictate. I'll also like um, be cautious with who I work with. Okay. Yeah. If I was an artist, like I'd like be picky in a way um, to show your worth and more organic. Well, yeah, like depending who like you work with, because I feel like everybody you work with um, could also give you like a look in a way, basically. So like what you want to be like looked at. In a way. Okay. So, would it in in that scenario, which I understand, because like my first song that I'm being featured on with Lil Yachty is a different respect than with Griselda. Right. So, it's like, all right, I got to pay attention to how I'm letting myself be exposed to the world because they're Because sometimes you're not going to be ready for some stuff. I feel like you're going to get like, um, you don't want to get like a one hit wonder. Like, let's say you get a feature with Drake, but. It wasn't the time for you to have a feature with Drake. Right. You don't want to use that then and now. Because I feel like some people pay for the feature and it's like, it's not even a buzz out there yet. You're not even like, you know, where you want to be to be able to like hold the weight of the feature. So right. just like pick and choose. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, damn, I can't remember. His, what's his name? The one that did the, the song with Drake and it was hot, but we ain't heard shit else from him since he had to dance and everything. Skinny, dark skinned dude with the grill. <laughs> I forgot. It kind of mm-hmm. proves the point, but but you know there are people who like you know you just from a music space is like oh I got this super huge feature in the song, the song or the person you're with in the song is bigger than you like out overshadows. And I don't really give a fuck about who this nigga is. Like I just like this particular song. But I be thinking about like if you put this much like everything they've said that you said like all these particulars about how to worth shifts and how you got to think about it more. Just in just simply in the music space, and then everybody just like in real life be like, you know, I know my worth. Like I'm fucking me, I'm I'm DC's best friend, and I'm I'm fucking with old girl, nigga. I know my worth, and it'd be like, yeah, but nigga, do you like what is your worth like really priced? If we like really flesh out what might be needed in this, you know, relationship space. Exactly. I'm you know I'm. I'm not. Don't fucking call me. You know, I ain't got shit. But I'm balling out of control. I'm real. I got it like that, man. Them fucking zeros is zero in my motherfucking bank account. And I walk up to her and I'm like, man, you know, I'm fucking. I'm out here. My worth is fucking amazing. And she's like, yeah, you know, he's super rich. He's got amazing worth. And whoop whoop whoop. And then like we hang out. And like I can't fuck. And I don't really know how to have conversations. That work shit get a little weird now, right? Like, you know, like, you know, oh, like, you know, he's he's a millionaire. Like, he's really doing it. His worth. But do we have, like, what is his worth for real now? Because it's like, you know, 
You got a good job, and that's about it. I mean, that kind of goes back to the image part. Because you've approached them with financial material worth. Yeah, now I have to keep that up. Now they're going to expect me. Oh, yeah, I'm a millionaire. Great. Then I expect millionaire dates and I expect you to pay for stuff. And I expect. But that's not that's not my moral value, though. Like I've worked hard to achieve this money, but it doesn't represent where my moral stands. So your your image is attributed to this. I pulled up in a very expensive luxury vehicle and I did this and I did that. And I can afford to eat at expensive restaurants casually for lunch and not take the doggy bag. And <laughs> like, I can do these type the of things. Right. I don't think I'll ever be rich enough. To I ain't going to. Hey, yeah. I'm just using this hypothetically because I don't give a damn bag what the restaurant yeah, going to. I'm going to back that shit up. I'm, I'm sure. I'll be honest with you. It may not even make it out the restaurant because something in me turns into a competitor. And it's like, I paid for this. It's going to really? get eaten. All of this is going to get eaten. Oh, no, that shit. Sidebar, right like, now. whatever video that was where it said, like, Drake and them niggas was, like, spent $200 for some. If I'm at, first of all, I think I'd be uncomfortable just making that purchase. But in the event that I'm eating that shit, we finna eat all this shit. Lick the plate. Fuck that. That's $200 for what? Yeah, we finna lick the plate, bro. Get what, like, yeah. Can I get an extra breadstick? Because I'm mm-hmm. getting all of this. You don't get full? Plate. I feel like I just get full and it'd be like, Oh, just way too much for me. Oh I'm no! If eating. it's if it costs two hundred dollars for like, some, for some shit to do this, <laughs> no. If it for if this costs two hundred dollars, we eating all this shit. It's gonna make me sick. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be sick. Hey, yeah. hey the it. table I'm ain't got a time limit, baby. Let's enjoy <laughs> oh, the moment. No, that's true. It's like that's two hours true. or an hour and thirty minutes. That's fine. <laughs> the real meal, what you eating, eating when you finally get the food and you're hungry, that's really ten minutes of work. Yeah, we still got another hour and a half. Just kick back, have a drink, <laughs> relax. Ain't nobody rushing. Walk around, see the restaurant. <laughs> the food came out on a hot plate would mean just still gonna be warm in about forty-five minutes. Like, take your time, baby. It's all good. And the time forty-five minutes. I don't think so. No, hey. it's cold outside. Were you eating yeah, outside? Not, no, but it's just cold. Two hundred dollars for this. I'm. I'm that's <laughs> it. I'm Plus, gonna, we're you gotta sit look at size differentials yeah. here when it yeah. comes to. I'm like I can understand you being like I'm full. I don't know if I could. Us, they like, oh, you didn't. Clean but see, I'm cool. I would give the disclaimer beforehand. All right, you understand that he said this is two hundred dollars. This you want to order this? All this gets eight. But I'm to I'll take the leftovers. I'm not gonna leave it there. But I'm saying. okay. If you could take a leftover, yeah. something cool. But no. if this one of those restaurants, so we're like about girls that don't take. Okay, because look, I'm like one. <laughs> I'm like a food is always a thing. Get it out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like a. I don't think that's gonna taste good in the morning. So or like depends on what it is. Yeah, like I okay. I love pasta, but I don't really like take, taking pasta home because once you like warm it up and stuff, it just is oily. It's like yeah. We got to get you the half portion and don't be <laughs> so just like I want a full. Do you want the foot? No, I want a full. No, no. where's the lunch size? <laughs> the lunch size. But no, that, that I can understand me? that, but. When they come, like chicken wings, I'll take could, some chicken right. wings home. Throw yeah. that in the air fryer. What? Most stuff tastes amazing <laughs> the second day. Steamed vegetables, I could read. You know, I'm absolutely. Steam them again. Yeah, the only thing I don't like is like fries. I'm not going. Yeah, I'm not, gonna press, see, like, I'm not pressing like nobody that. to get no fries. Yeah. Like right. after. Hey, I don't know. Like you said, air fryer. That may be the. That, oh, that. I've, I mean, I think you can you can freak them, fries. but I'm saying like if you, you just was like, like yeah, if you could just if it's something that you. But I'm like I would try to order things that if you were. To get full, you can quickly just, I could throw this in the microwave or something. If you got to do extra shit to it, I'm not opposed to that. Like, like a Little would, Caesars pizza? I hate Little Caesars. I mean, but that. I love it when you throw it in the, the microwave. I mean, the oven. Like, buy it and just throw it in the oven. I, mean, you I don't know it. what they don't do, a but lot. whatever the oven does. <laughs> they don't do a lot. Whatever that oven does, 
It makes it like ten times better. Yeah. She said, "I don't know what they don't. Do. <laughs> they don't. They don't do something. They, they don't said, do. They said they she pizza said, fire when you want to go back and do your <laughs> own thing to it. Like. <laughs> like, <laughs> all I did was throw it back in the oven. Take out DiGiorno's. That's basically what Little Caesar is. It's a DiGiorno you can go pick up. That's I got to take this home and doctor it some more. A little bit. A little bit. Y'all added. You sure you added cheese to this? Because it doesn't look. No. Mm-hmm. You can't really get mad at them. It's like, nigga, it's five dollars. It's five dollars. You quick. can't. Yeah, you can't. They up the price now. In like twenty five years, they haven't upped the price in twenty five years, and they just upped the price on. Not not saying that I eat it often. I'm like, if, if it's not this shit, but I just I just heard it. <laughs> I don't do the regular five dollar pieces. I get the twelve dollar joint. The all meat supreme. Like, oh, the fucking little and Caesars I line. Like, like, I don't just pull my shit the little off the box Caesars like updates, guys, because <laughs> they're changing some shit around. You guys know they are not growing with the times. It's the pandemic. And they want to charge nine over five. Niggas on the Little Caesars email list is sick shit. Little Caesars, you short bitch! I can't believe you. (laughs) But but that that does pertain to the conversation though, because it's like you can't your expectations can't be super high when the pizza is five bucks. Yeah, that's true. Like I understand what I'm paying for here. If I'm going to the dollar menu, then you know I expect to get right. dollar menu quality. If I'm going to twenty dollars, something for, it, that just doesn't sit right with me. But like, then why I hate that? Like I be spending like twenty five dollars on fast food, and I'm like, damn, y'all niggas know I'm spending this much on fast food. Y'all can't even warm this shit up all the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's God telling me I need to like, some shit in the house. She said you can't even reheat this yeah, shit. I need to get the house. Dude, I went to Taco Bell. Y'all know I love Taco Bell. Did you get the wings? No, I have not Don't tried the wings me. yet. I seen a video yeah, said, and then Homegirl hey, was like, she tried one and she's like, okay, let me try another one, see if it's maybe. You know. They said the vaccine in the wings. That's what I thought. Man, man, you, you take that, you can eat the wings. <laughs> <laughs> the vaccine is in the wind. Yep. Either way, I, I know what's so true. funny that there's the people that would probably get the vaccine that that way. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, okay. It's somebody it out there be like, oh, yeah, you can get a free six-piece if you come get vaccinated at Taco Bell. Really? <laughs> wasn't, they doing that with, like, wasn't they doing that with Krispy? Was it Krispy Kreme? They've done that with a lot of stuff. Yeah, you get some free donuts. Let me, you, let me stitch you. You know what? That's a good way for like, like homeless people to get vaccinated if they wanted to. Stick it, baby. And get some food. I mean, like, I'll be honest with you. As somebody that worked with the homeless population, <laughs> they ain't stressing nah, that donut. Not about that, that one donut, they not stressing that one donut. I feel you. It depends. Well, not one donut, but what was the other example? We said something else. A six-piece wing? Yeah. That's nasty. One donut compared to six-piece wings. I feel like something we do with first. Time. Maybe not a six-piece I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> like, Go back to work, though, because what donut and what wings mm-hmm. are we talking about? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Talk about wings. I'm not doing it. I'm this, not trying it. Wait, are we still talking homeless people or regular people? Because I just feel like, it, okay, because I feel like if it's homeless, it's like, baby, I done stuck myself way worse shit. Give me them wings. Like, I didn't, yeah, you know, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I was around when I was back. I went to Nam, nigga. I don't even know what the fuck is in this body. Yeah, give me the wings. Yeah, like it's. Yeah, you talking about like, sticking needles out there that 10 yeah, minutes ago That's why talking, I'm here in the first place talking about, yeah, oh, You're talking no. about wings I remember when heroin was oh. it Baby like give me this goddamn needle Motherfucker like stick oh, me man. Nigga like what the fuck Damn. Oh there are people That have done worse Imagine going up to the shot. fucking vaccine thing You trying to find a vein They're like bro we finna hit you up here What you talking about Oh, y'all got some new shit. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Addiction serious, y'all. Though. It yeah, is. Don't, yeah, don't, uh, don't be me. It, it, <laughs> no, it, it, but it still, it still pertains. Because for somebody that's been through that, for them, that's not that big a deal. 
the worth of this or the risk of this. Yeah. I'm not worried about the risk of this because I've done worse to myself. Yeah. Or say, for instance, stereotypically, like the crackhead or heroin or whatever their drug is. I've I've sucked penis for this. Yeah. So you yeah, offering me food is not risk. You're not worried about nothing. <laughs> the risk for Y'all this is not right. No, no, no. I'm not saying that to be Joel. I'm serious. Like some people have done worse for certain situations. Yes. So the cost and reward is, oh, this is a whole lot safer than what I've done right. to myself. I'm completely okay with this scenario. So say for instance, you know, when it comes to performing for music, mm-hmm. when you're starting out, I've performed in small venues with maybe 10 or 15 people in the room. So you give me the opportunity to perform in front of a thousand. Oh, yeah. I've dealt with the embarrassment of performing in a room with nobody in there. So I'll definitely take this 500 to a thousand people. I'll take this all day long and I'll figure out how to make it work. Because if I can perform with all my heart and soul for nobody, I can do the same thing, if not more, in front of multiple people. Right. I have a question. How do people translate? Because that's that seems like. Super just like smart thing to do if you're talking about your career, you're talking about working, whatever. How come people seem to not have the ability to price themselves accordingly in said things like relationships? That seems to be where everybody across the board is falling. I know my motherfucking worth. Well, why y'all not together? Why that? Why that didn't? Why is that an issue? Why are you? You don't think you pri- like why everybody? Why don't nobody think they price themselves out the game? Like no, everybody like, thinks that everybody think that my worth, my worth was here and this motherfucker at. Okay, I feel you, but like maybe just a little maybe bit. you maybe you was running a discount that month. Like maybe you just maybe I understand wanting to be worth. I'm I'm a five million dollar motherfucker. <laughs> I understand wanting to be that, but maybe right now you five thousand. It's not to say you can't get to five million, but right now you kind of a five thousand dollar nigga. So do they keep the the million dollar mindset or the thousand? Mindset? You can aspire for the million, but if you a thousand dollar motherfucker, like, and I'm the boss of the company, you're not going to come and. Yeah, right. I think I deserve this salary, and I think you should go find employment elsewhere. <laughs> like, I think you, I think you should want that for you. I appreciate that, but as the, if we're gonna pull up, like you know, you go at your job, they give you your fucking ninety day, you know, evaluation. Here's where you're sitting at, Carl. Now, I know that this is what we're shooting for, but given the stats and how we run the metrics here, you're right, you're right here. Yeah, you don't be getting on Instagram and be like, my motherfucking boss don't know my worth, so I left. You <laughs> you do your job better. Yeah. I, I mean, sometimes. But I think to take it a little bit back, I think it has to do with value as, as well. Because, I mean, you could have your worth, but somebody it's not going to be the same as what somebody else might look at you like it's not gonna be the same because whatever they value might be different right so and i think that's something important to look at because we can talk about i'm five million dollar nigga you can look at somebody like Shaq, who is a damn near billionaire from Mm -hmm. all his business ventures but i've put myself in a position to have all these business ventures selling things that are affordable to people so you can look at my shoes and say my shoes aren't worth as much as jordan's but i'm bringing in more money than jordan I've had more longevity when it comes to my brands. I'm able to service more people because I have a smaller worth, but I'm able to do more with it. So is that something that's important to you? Mm -hmm. The fact that I'm not pricing myself super, super high because I can come in and have the ability of saying, yes, my product is worth $1,000 a pop. But I may not sell as much or I may not have as much influence or I may not have as much importance because I can only touch a smaller group of people. 
What is it about us that likes the high number, but we don't pay attention to importance or value or morale as much as we do the price tag? Yeah. For a lot of us, why do we say I'm worth X amount of high value money for this one thing? I'm worth this much. That's great. But that means you pricing yourself out the game. You are only making yourself accessible to these people. And you may not even understand if you belong up here with them as opposed to like not to undersell myself. But it makes sense for me to say I'm worth this and I have the potential to become this. But right now I'm here and I'm completely okay with that because that gives me the opportunity to work with more quality situations. There we go. And I feel like I feel that. I feel that because that that ties into like the the work that I've done with um, me proving my worth or Mm -hmm. trying to prove my worth. And, you know, so then (sighs) taking it back to not knowing how much to charge for like features and stuff because i'm just out here working I, right. I don't i do everything for free and i feel like it's just it always happens to be an organic like i don't know connection where now i'm in the studio with this person and they want to work because that's just how what i was doing that day right. or whatever the case may be and i pick and choose kind of what i want to do based on what i feel like is right for my energy that makes sense yeah i think kind of back to what you said like to be how do I say this? Yeah, you might want to be like, you know, I'm a five, I'm a million dollar motherfucker, but you realize at this certain point that I really am only got like, got like a hundred thousand worth of like value coming in, maybe one fifty. Like you have to have enough, I think, you know, confidence in the thing, whether it is a career wise or relationship wise, to be like, this is where I'm at. I'm confident enough to be like have power in. I'm at this moment and I'm in this space and I'm not going to take no shit under this, but I do realize like, okay, I have this realm to go. And I think that turns into something where you might have something that's organic because you're not being a dickhead. You're not coming in arrogantly. Like I need to be a motherfucking million dollar motherfucker. And it's like, you didn't earn that. You don't have that, you know, skill set, And you know, you want to come into the situation. Like I'm going to give my best hundred something thousand dollar self. And I'm like, okay, if I'm on the other end, like, oh, I want to invest in this thing. This thing has potential to grow or whatever. But if you come in thinking like, I'm the shit. And that's really just an arrogant move. Cause you coming in trying to, you know, you're coming in trying to like prove to me you're a million dollar worth and you're only a hundred thousand. You're fueling it all off arrogance. If I feel that I'm like, oh, well then you can kind of dip. Cause you're trying to, I don't know. It feels like you're trying to hustle me at that point. Your ego is trying to prove means that you cannot live up to. Mm. And sometimes I I can think of like thinking of as we're talking about this, or even you mentioned like, yeah, I'll I'll do stuff for free depending on what it is, depending on how it feels. Mm -hmm. You can see people that are of high worth putting themselves humbly in certain situations that you would not expect them to be in because of their so-called value. But for them, like Shaq going to Applebee's Mm -hmm. or was it Applebee's that he goes in one of them restaurants, he goes to like damn near weekly. Mm hmm. Granted, he may own them, but that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but you would not expect me, somebody that's worth damn near a billion dollars, to be eating at Applebee's or shopping at Walmart and wearing Walmart sweats and things of that nature. Why? Because you think that I'm worth this type of lifestyle. It's like, no, I understand the importance of bringing myself to a smaller value. So for you or anybody in general, sometimes it may benefit me. I can do this for free or put myself in a situation that my value may not be as high, but it's going to take care of me long-term. It's going to feed me more. It's going to give me more 
opportunity. So I did this for free for this person, but it led to me working for this person also for free, but they did this for me as well. Mm -hmm. And I really needed this. And And I connected me to this person. This person took care of me. And I learned this, 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 and this on the way. Right. (laughs) So sometimes me pricing myself a little bit lower, understanding how to humble myself in certain situations may actually be more beneficial for me. So say in relationships. I was going to say, how do you transition that? Because everybody seems to have what you just said. They have a great when it's like, I did this for my job, I did this for my passion, I did this for my career. I just can't find love. You didn't think they apply that there? Why don't you just take that and do it with whoever I've you're had, doing stuff I've with? I've dealt with people with that when it comes to therapy, of talking to them of how like I stopped coming into relationships with an expectation. Based on what we've discussed in therapy, based on what we've processed, based on where they're at now, I haven't done this. I'm not coming in with an expectation. I'm not coming in with this. I'm not coming in with that. I'm removing my price. And then I start having more meaningful interactions. No, it may not always be that this turns into a relationship, but I'm enjoying this. I'm learning something from this, and it's putting me in positions to be able to enjoy something a little bit more. So I'm not approaching somebody as that you need to make sure that you take <laughs> care of me, and when you take me out, I need to go. I removed all that, and I just said, I want to know you as an individual. We can go on a date where we just walk in the beach or we had a park. Or I priced myself lower to be able to pay attention to more quality, and I'm getting more from it. I'm not looking at somebody to date me right now. I just want to have a decent friend and a decent interaction. And that turned out to be the person that looked out for me the most. The mindset shift. Mm -hmm. I'm able to price myself at a more humble rate to be able to get something that's more beneficial for me. Are we shooting ourselves in the foot in relationships by way of saying that my worth is and my price is as opposed to like, let's figure out how we can barter. How can we help each other? I feel like, yeah, because I feel if you're closing your heart to anything else other than what you want, then I feel like that sucks. Because then, yeah, you never know how you're going to feel. Like if you keep that door closed and only look in one direction. And I feel like in that way, that almost feels like forced or like Mm -hmm. coerced at least, like influenced. It's only only going to be this, if anything. And then if not, then what do you do? You settle. Transactional, mm-hmm. or or like what you just keep going and stay stay in that same energy and be like I'm gonna be by myself then for the rest of my life. But I think that's good. Like you know, big big fucking theme here. Therapy's good. Examining shit is good. <laughs> you know, like you got to study why the fuck you said that because everybody be saying like I know my worth and it's like yeah, but let's just you know ask yourself a question or two. Are you saying that from a space of I'm really just like, you know, empowering and knowing my fucking value or you got to be a little arrogant or are you kind of a little insecure and you trying to pump yourself up? Because that's how you overshoot it by going like, I ain't going to do that shit. You could have just you could have you could have picked that up. You could have grabbed that. You could have helped them with that. You could have whatever. The only reason you saying because you just are overselling, you're over trying to not get. You know, I'm not gonna get the motherfucker not finna play me, so I'm finna show him what time it is. Right. The motherfucker wasn't trying to do shit to you, nigga. Like that's your trauma response that yeah. you haven't put in check. That's yeah. not worth what you're doing. You right. being just a real dickhead. So how many people have put price tags on themselves that are really coming from their insecurities, from their traumas? All of them. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. 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 They sure. haven't been Hell addressed. Yeah. Why are we even getting into this? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Why? You know why, why we're we here. Into this conversation. You know why we're here. No, hell yeah. I mean, damn. 
She she see mad at somebody. somebody. Who, who mad did at it? Who did it? Let's get it. We had to take it there. <laughs> I'm not mad at nobody. No, I'm, I'm messing with you, but it, it resonates with true. you for a reason. Yeah, because it's like when when I hear him say that, it's like I don't want to deal with this again. Right. So this is the boundary I'm setting now, so I don't deal with that again. And it's kind of like putting a price tag because it's like, um. Yeah, I wasn't fucking with that price, so uh-huh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know. But does it guarantee that you're not gonna deal with? Nah, it? hell no. Because I'll say, for instance, when he's talking about price tagging, I don't want to deal this, deal with this anymore, so I'm raising the price. I, I think of high fashion clothing designers. We put this multi zeros on the price tag to keep you niggas out of our stores. Right. And mm-hmm. what happens? You niggas still end up in our stores <laughs> as our Next. biggest we customers. Still get up in there. Right. So it that didn't work. We. But it worked in our favor because we were trying to ostracize you and keep you from identifying with our stuff. Now you are our biggest identifier, but you're also paying the price that we asked you to pay because you don't know your own worth. And I thought about this the other day. Why we do that? Like why people go out and spend that price tag? Like especially when they don't have it. And I think uh, for some people it could be that they're trying to feel like they've proven themselves to have that worth. Like they are worthy of those Mm things. Um I'm and I feel like they use that, they wear that as like I mean, yeah, that's security. That. That's, like, most, yeah. that's most songs. Like, nigga, like, niggas be telling you, like, you know, I used to be sleeping on the floor, it was pissy. And now I have a billion dollar outfit on. Respect me, man, because I'm rich now. I didn't, yeah. I was, I've been really, really fucking with the fact that I was poor my whole life. And it's a really big fucking insecurity for me. So I'm going to wear a yeah. lot of overpriced shit. So That's you can crazy. respect that I don't, you know, whatever. I ain't saying you niggas can't just be fashionable, but also you're not finna tell. You, there's no way you're gonna convince me that a five thousand dollar t shirt is worth five thousand dollars because it ain't, nigga. Like you figured was, out how to be fly broke, why can't you do that the same? Right. Like, great. I my my growth happened financially, but you're still the same ass person that was sleeping on that pissy ass floor. You have not grown as an individual. You just grew in your insecurity. Right. So does that really help you? Like that—that that makes me think of like the DMX lyrics. Like, ain't never been shit, ain't gonna be shit. That's why I take shit whenever I see shit. Like, I don't think much of myself. So because I don't think much of myself, and people have told me there's not much of me, I'm just gonna start robbing niggas. Yeah. Not because that's the only option that I have, but because since you ain't telling me that I'm worth anything, and I believe you, I'm going to act accordingly. But should you always do that? Because now, say for instance, I'm still same dude. I have a label that's willing to give me a lot of money and they tell me that my struggle is worth a lot. That's great. It is. I'm going to share that with you and I'm going to make a lot of money there. But nobody's told me my actual worth as an individual. You're just telling me that my struggle's worth money. So what am I going to do? I'm going to hold on to the struggle. Why? Because that's the only worth that I know. Right. That's like what um, Rod Wavy saying. He says like he's rich off pain. It's literally that. And I'm holding on to that pain because that's that's my niche. That's what, yeah, that's what I got rich off of. That's but that's I never hear exactly. No, I but he should heal. because because then because then how beautiful that is if like all of the people that resonated with him in those songs at that time, they might need that healing too. Like, Absolutely. And if that's where he is, of course he's on his own like journey. If he wants to heal, he'll eventually heal. But like, I don't think he should be afraid to do that because. I feel like his the, his core fans, the people that support him already, mm-hmm. they're gonna follow that, and it's gonna be a positive thing. They're not unless they really can't get out of whatever they're in, or it doesn't apply to them, it doesn't relate to them anymore. I but I feel like a lot of them, it would. 
I think it would depend on the motivation for it. Because yeah. if it's well, yeah, profitable it's for genuine. me to stay stagnant, it's like I, that made me think of, I guess, one of Juice World's unreleased tracks came out this week. And they created like an anime type video for it. Obviously, he can't be in it. But we're creating this image for it. And listening to the songs, it's like, yo, I can see that. I can see why you're not here anymore. Because this was the predominant part of your music that was real depressing. I no, hate life. Real. I hate this. It's yeah. like, that doesn't age well. Because now we can see what that mindset did for you. Yeah. And it didn't bode well for you at all. So people that identify with their music that want to stay in that same mindset that you, they're, they're, we're staying on the same trajectory. Yeah, yeah that's it my critique sad. with most music. My bad. No, no, we go. But that's that's my <laughs> that's my critique with most music. Period. Like I don't give a shit if you're talking that sad shit. It's just, hey, nigga, this is the fifth. You sad still? You sad? I don't like you know. I don't care about you know. Like yeah, you know, you was out robbing and killing. I'm like I get it, man. That's your story. I'm not gonna lie, man. I've been listening to your music for ten years now. Like I've watched you buy like whole neighborhoods. Insert. You not robbing no niggas no more. I don't want to hear this shit. Okay, question. So we were literally just talking about that kind of like elevation, basically, mm-hmm. in the car, um, with how a lot of people are responding to Roddy Rich's album, and like they're not fucking with it. Like a lot of people don't feel like they got what they thought they were gonna get, right. which was like that hood Roddy back in the days. But it's, I was just literally telling her, like, he's not there no more. Like, he's kicking it with Kanye and, like, big celebrities. Like, I don't see what the critique with the album is. I didn't have no problem you, with it. Did you fuck with it? Yeah, I was like, I've played it here. I thought it was fine. Twitter's I, been making hella jokes about it. Like, but I think what, you're, I think what you're saying is true. I think people, like, and especially for your sophomore album, I think they're still expecting you to. But it's like, if bro came out swinging like a motherfucker on his, you know, first official album, He's been in rooms with, and even like when you hear him in interviews, like bro is always talking about, I learned from Nip, I learned from this, yeah. and so his if my mindset is growth and being better and leaving all the bullshit behind, like I'll tell y'all about it, mm-hmm. but like I kind of told y'all about it on this oh, album. Right. Right. Yeah. So this album, I'm not gonna lie, nigga, I've been like really living a really cool, like fuck. Kind of rich. I've been really like balling. Like I've been in weird rooms. (laughs) They've been putting shit on my plate that I had to ask some questions about. I went from like, oh, hey, you niggas are buying chains. What are you buying? Oh, you're buying seven houses today. Damn, these are just what? Yeah, these are different. Yeah, these these are different niggas. So yeah, my fucking shit. Like, oh shit, man, what you niggas was going to the club? I went to Thailand because fucking why not? So yeah, I feel like that. But I feel like that's sometimes issues as. You know, fans and understanding like your motivation as a fan. Some people, you know, you go to music because music is a thing that does some shit up and through here. But it, now you have to ask yourself why. Like, I mean, do you really not like bro album because it's trash, or do you not like bro's album because he's not talking about the bullshit? And I want music that helps reinforce my bullshit. Right. Or do you want music that helps reinforce? Damn, I started listening to this motherfucker today and. I'm thinking about, I don't know, uh, I always thought about going back and doing A, B, and C. His music's helped me do that. Okay, cool. Now you understand your motivation for listening to this motherfucker. Or do you listen? I love his music. His shit is amazing. Is it amazing? Or is it just that every song is punch a bitch, stab a nigga, <laughs> fuck it is. And you like punching bitches, stabbing niggas, and fucking Robbie. shit. So you just, right. like, I like this is my favorite artist. Because also this person is the soundtrack to my bullshit. I think that also kind of goes to what we've mentioned on the show of, like, you're talking about growth and elevation, right? right? 
Sometimes your fans don't want you to grow and you don't grow. But if we're talking about worth, these are the people that are telling me my worth as an artist because they support me. So they're not supporting my growth. So my price stays what it is with them. They're not realizing that my price has changed. Like fans, my va- right. yeah, yeah, that's so I'm saying. putting the my self worth different. Like yeah. who you cater to as you grow gets right. hella different. I'm putting my self worth in people that don't and understand like you, my truth. You value. make it out the hood. Like when you started, that's who supported you. Like, you know, the people around you, your community, your city. But as you grow, that grows too. Niggas is in London now. Niggas yeah. got fucking. Or they should shit. be because we have people like Dolphin Nipsey that did not leave where they were from and it was their demise. True. Oh, word to Kenny. Uh, it's all about frequency and levels of self. That's a bar about like <laughs> how you interact with your artists, how you interact with music, what you really, really like looking for. And, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like. If you're an artist, I'm not, I don't make no fucking music, but you, if you're an artist, you want to be at the core, like, I feel like, you know, especially say with like hip hop artists and niggas who was like living, like, I was telling the truth, nigga. Like, I wasn't like, you know, if you listen to a fucking, uh, like, you know, Ross, Ross or like say T.I. Great, man. Like the truth was when y'all was listening to like Rubber Band Man and fucking Port of Miami, I was really out there doing it. I've been in here 30 years now. I ain't touched a fucking trap in 15. <laughs> I, I haven't even looked at one, nigga. So the, you all going to get these luxury bars. I spent last month um in Italy. That's the whole, like the whole time I made the album, I was in Italy. So y'all can get some fucking Italian vibes, bitch. Because that's what the fuck I was doing. I wasn't selling the brick. Only bricks that they did was when they was putting my new fucking house together. That's the last time I saw a brick. That's and that's it. the fucking song you're going to get. And you should love it, nigga. Because... You've been listening to me for 20 years. So if you're in the same spot now that you were when you picked up my first, I bet you fucked up. You were not listening to me. Right. We're well, not listening. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you're not really. That's why I said elevation. Right. It's all about I, one growing. thing I can, like, I'm glad you used T.I. as an example. I can remember back in high school listening to them albums and him saying on songs, don't be like me, be better than me. Like, yes, I'm telling you my story. I'm telling you my experience, but I'm also telling you so you do not do it. That's why what you put out like it resonates and not even that it's like you got to be mindful with what you put out because right. people are really listening like they living by there's there's motherfuckers that die about their fucking right. favorite artists like wow. so not even musically when it goes to relationships are we paying attention to and being careful about what we're putting out when we talk about relationships the type of mindset that I'm presenting, the type of post that I'm putting on my Instagram, <laughs> I refer to relationships. I think that I, I was just going to say, yeah, no, absolutely. everything you put out should be the truth, your truth. Right. Sometimes it do be funny, though. <laughs> yeah, but when you have other people that are going to look at you and try right. to figure out your like, I right. think of the meme that I've seen a few times of like. This year we not having a talking stage. We going to Paris or not? And it's like, yeah, it's funny to have, right. but like, someone's gonna really. That's think how that. you really approaching right. people. That's right. the mindset you're gonna have of like we're bypassing the foundational period of us getting to know each other. I want material right. shit. That's gonna, that's the message yeah. you putting out there. Are you being careful with the image that you're presenting? I'm gonna make sure I um I sit with that because I do put a lot of stuff and on me I really just be thinking like I be dying on the other side of the phone so it really just be funny but I'm gonna sit with that because like you said it's like a presentation of what you're putting yourself out there which is a sidebar promotion for us doing the y'all just be saying shit segments that we gonna start putting on Instagram (laughs) but that 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 applies. 
But as you listen to this, um, I don't want to hype him up too much because this nigga don't be wearing clothes. And I love Tank, but. It's he one. Don't. He it's one thing about him being naked, but I can't really knock him because I lose his thirty pounds. Then I ain't gonna own no more shirts. I'm in this bitch naked. I'm gonna I be doing this fucking podcast in a jock strap, and, and that's it. And y'all gonna just have to deal with it. Yeah, if you feel sexy, feel sexy. Yeah, Who gonna tell you no? I mean, I can't be mad. At <laughs> it. Who gonna tell you? Anybody that can peruse through my Instagram can see when I was like on top of it. I didn't wear it. It was, it was abs and muscles everywhere, so I can't speak. As I kind of traverse out My only issue with Tank Is this is a nigga be dropping this shit Which is a real bar Nigga like I know my value I'm a dude I need some anthems like this Cause you just And then But he sings heavy It seems like he sings really hard When he say shit like I deserve I don't deserve a motherfucking thing That's my second time saying I don't deserve none of that shit That nigga said in that song Keep that shit to yourself This though This gonna get played Absolutely Superman anthem for the year Know your worth We deserve better God damn exactly, it Exactly man Go listen to Value By Tank That's, And listen to it a lot My nigga Like when she cussing you out And shit And you know you didn't really Do nothing wrong Just put wrong, it on Play this put shit it on. Don't get petty like, with her yeah, when Don't you be trying to make her Jealous on the ground No listen to this And some solitude Yeah when you feel that That goofy that, that gut feeling When you're like I'm not wrong here right. she just yeah. Pull up a chair, sit next to the window, and just look out that bitch with this and some big headphones, and just you put you light a get, candle. Yeah, man, you get you some some headphones by the bro. Cut that motherfucking. No, you PS. gotta let her hear it. Nah, man, she nah. gonna no, she can play this. This is for me. No, sh- I'm no, nah, I'm this playing this through the speakers. But nigga, I'm gonna put the headphones on. I'm gonna cut the game on and shit. God of War finna drop this year. Leave me alone, bro. Bye. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and forth, huh? Oh yeah, no, that's one. I'm, that's why I haven't bought a PS5, bro. I'm gonna get the. I'm going to get the God of War bundle because I know they're gonna give me one. Y'all heard? Yeah, just buy y'all. Cause yeah, I'm not not fucking going back and forth with this shit. Like, especially they be like, oh yeah, it's fucking uh, some new shit just dropped. Spider Man Seven, maybe stop. T-